0: What if the feelings in your body are actually always right and it's your head that's getting in the way? When I talk to people about how do you experience emotions, when you experience a gut feeling, what does that feel like? It's all over the map. And a lot of times when people listen to their body, they have a negative reaction. They're like, okay, well, that's a bad sign that I shouldn't do X, Y, or Z. So what human design allows you to do is fully trust the information that's coming through your body. And that's where we kind of begin with strategy and authority.
1: Hey, you're on air with Ella where we talk motivation, mindset, personal development, you. Today's show is all about human design. My guest, Aram Arya, and I are diving into an introduction to human design. We'll explain all about it on the show. Actually, actually, we barely scratched the surface. There's so much more to learn here, but I hope it sparks an interest for some of you like it did for me. Aram did my human design body map, you'll learn what that means, and a full 90-minute session with me prior to this interview. And at the end of the show, we tell you how to win one of those sessions for yourself. All of the details will also be in the description for the show so you can scroll in your podcast app for that but stick around at the end for more on all of that and for a discount code for you if you don't win or if you want more than one session with Aram which I highly recommend he is really really fascinating and kindly offering to share his gifts with us so here we go hey you're on air with Ella and I have a very special guest today welcome Aram Arya Hello. Listen, I have never had a human design guide on the show, nor have I ever broached the subject of human design. I'm so excited to have you on human design guide and coach. Aram Arya, welcome to On Air with Ella.
0: It's a pleasure. We had some fun on your session. I'm looking forward to continuing.
1: (laughs) I am so excited to introduce the concept of human design to the listeners. But first, let's talk about you. Who are you and what do you do?
0: Yes, I'm in personal development. I am a coach and human design guide. Uh, I use the two in tandem quite often with my clients. My whole outlook my is what I call master manifestation. It's the idea in coaching that what we're really here to do is create exactly what we want. We all can benefit from adopting a creative mindset to live the life we wanna live. And the idea is that there is a secret code to creating whatever you want. And it's very specific to you. And human design gives you some amazing tools to unlock that code.
1: So some people are like, wait, what? <laughs> I want to frame up this conversation by saying, at the end of the day, I don't know anyone that isn't truly searching for their purpose, like wanting to unlock their unique purpose. And that can get a bit ephemeral where it feels like this thing you're supposed to go and find. And what you're saying and the perspective that you brought to me when we did our session, more about that later, was (laughs) that we are actually coded, okay, human design, if I have this right, starts with the concept that we were coded by the universe at the moment we were born. It's a little bit of a, it's not astrology, but it's got a dose. Like, what is it?
0: Yeah. Like, what are we talking about here? Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's the million dollar question, and one that people stumble over sort of immediately when opening themselves to this knowledge. The idea is this is that, you know, astrology is a powerful tool in the right hands. You know, like, if you read your horoscope one day and you're like, oh, that's not super accurate. But then you go to a really amazing astrologer, I mean, they'll, they will tell you stuff that will blow your mind and how accurate it is. Why is that? How can it be inaccurate and simultaneously super powerful? What is that? To me, human design is the answer to that question because it is empirical and incredibly precise. So what it is is basically the most, I call it the most powerful tool available to know yourself. It's as if instead of getting 12 zodiacs, imagine there's 384 bits of information. Mm -hmm. Imagine there's literally thousands of permutations that all come down to the precise moment of your birth. When the, the universal forces, the heavenly bodies were all in certain positions, that coded you with innate characteristics that you have for life.
1: Okay, some people are struggling right now. I feel them. (laughs) (laughs) And here's what I think is useful. Now, you tell me, Aram, but here's what I think is useful. I think a suspension of disbelief is useful to have this conversation and then see if there's something in the conversation that resonates with you. So, because uh, frankly, like I knew just a tiny, tiny, tiny bit about human design. You know how, when you open your mind to something, it it starts showing up and it starts peeking around the corners in your life and you've Thanks. never heard of it before, but all of a sudden it's everywhere. Right, right before you and I spoke, I bumped into Human Design in probably four or five places, and so I knew just the tiniest, tiniest amount. And then when we connected, you were like, "Look, I'll do a session for you," and I was like, "Let's just see." Um, it was so incredibly powerful. You're not, you're not reading my palm. This is right. not fortune telling. Rather. The stuff that you were talking to me about was helping me. You know what? It was about self-awareness. Short version, it was about self-awareness. And I don't know anybody that doesn't benefit from that conversation.
0: Yes, absolutely. This, you know, skipping over what it is and sort of how it works. I like to jump right into what it does. What do you get? What's the benefit? What you get is a way to tap into the reliability of your body intelligence. Okay, what does that mean? The the idea is that we live in a mental culture. Everything is ideas, ideas, ideas. We're trying to figure things out and make decisions with our minds most of the time. What human design allows you to do is literally awaken through the body. It allows you to trust your emotions your gut feelings, your innate senses, right? To give you reliable information to make better decisions. So what this boils down to is a way of, like you said, increasing your level of self-awareness so that you make better decisions. And if you're making better decisions more often, then you're instantly creating more and more opportunities for yourself.
1: Okay, now this starts to make some sense, right? So if we can set aside the what and the how, let's talk about the why. So one of the things that you said is you said, you know, this is not your fate. This is not your destiny. I'm not, this is not fortune telling. Not at all. Right? Okay. But if you knew the secret codes and codes is a really important word because you mean it empirically. But if you knew the codes to being your best self, then that can make you so powerful because you can access you know, much more of your potential that we're not tapping into day-to-day. And that resonated with me.
0: Exactly. So it's like this. Imagine that you're in the zone or the flow state. Now, the zone or the flow state means different things to different people, but we all kind of know what that means. It's that state of mind of higher awareness when your brain's kind of simultaneously off, but then in another way, it's super powerful and supercharged and you're just being. So the idea of human design that I offer is what if that state of mind, that state of being is available to you all the time? And if it is, wouldn't that be a good idea? Wouldn't that really empower you?
1: Let's break it down a little bit. The whole human design concept is based on the date and time you were born? Is it also based on where you were born?
0: Yeah, so the traditional definition of human design is something like this. It is the master synthesis of several different ancient wisdoms. So you have a little piece of astrology, you have a chakra system that comes together in something called the body graph. This is literally an energetic map of you that shows you how to use your energy in different ways. But the main piece, the, the, the underpinning of everything is the I Ching. Now in Western society, we don't really talk about that. We, no one really even knows about it. It's only been in, in sort of Western awareness historically for about a hundred years. But the I Ching is an ancient Chinese system of wisdom. Uh, It came from Buddhists and transformed into uh, Taoism as well. And this is basically a map and an almanac of everything. This system is so vast and hard to describe that it kind of defies explanation. What human design is, in my view, is your personal tool to access the information in the I Ching. In other words, it takes the I Ching, this vast system of ancient knowledge, and it allows you to go in and take a piece of this knowledge and integrate it and use it to make better decisions.
1: I mean, when you talk about the body graph, you mean a literal body graph. You gave me one. You gave me a pictorial (laughs) representation of my body and, I don't know what to call it. Human design, I know, maps what you're talking about, maps the knowledge onto a network of, I think you said nine chakras, and that comprises right. the body graph. Is that right? Okay. That's okay. that's
0: right. We're, we're probably losing your audience. Like, what are you talking about? I'm already about? lost. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, right. So it's, it's kind of like this. It's if there were some secret codes to you being your best self, human design gives you a map it gives you a map of these codes and the it's sort of how-to manual to, to access your best self that you can reliably follow to make your best decisions, be more embodied, and increase your awareness as well. It's kind of like this. If you're in a room of really smart people, they might all be smart you know, in different ways. But the most powerful person in that room is usually the one who is most aware. They're winning the awareness game. They're, they're winning the command of self game. And this is the advantage that human design offers to you.
1: Okay, let's talk about the how. So I know that some of the major components of the body graph or the results, I don't know, I'm probably using the wrong language, but you, ha- you come up with a type which is Mm -hmm. what kind of person you are, a strategy, which is how you ought to make decisions, authority, which is how you access bodily energy to make decisions. I thought that was so interesting. And then your profile. So your combination of conscious and unconscious personality traits. Now, when we talk about types, what do you mean? What are the
0: type? Right, so this is unique to human design. And what happens is the energetic map that comes with the body graph basically says that there's different types of people that move energy in different ways. So that sounds kind of right if you're thinking about, you know, think about your family. Think about how you know the people in your family, and energetically, they're just really different. So for example, when we talk about types, the type tells you in some ways how to use your energy. So we have generators who are basically designed to follow mostly sacral authority. So this what this means is without all the jargon, generators are really good at putting their energy towards things they really care about. These are people who like slow and steady processes. These are people who don't like to really try too many new things too fast. They're really good at repeating what works, and they enjoy processes of repetition.
1: The so generators kind of make the world go round.
0: Exactly. They're the okay. they're the hub, they're the the center of the tribe.
1: There are four types, right? Manifestor, generator, projector, and reflector. Well there
0: are more than four because yeah. I know there are some combos. Okay. Those are the main four. So okay. you know think about generators as the heartbeat of humanity. They're the ones that make things happen. Now manifestors are designed to initiate their job is to push other people into action. So if you know someone in your life who's very impulsive and always go, 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 they might be a manifester. Their job is to uh, inspire and push, push the rest of us into action. And it doesn't mean they're always right. It just means that their energy is such that they wanna make it happen right now. They're in action. Projectors, which are about 20% of people, are some of my favorite types because these people are the guides. Their job is not necessarily to work for themselves. Really, their, their real job is to potentiate and help other people be the best at what they do. And then finally, reflectors are the rarest type. Reflectors are, if you look at their body graph, they're totally open. And they make incredible, also guides, but really mirrors and incredible advisors and consultants. Because they can show, because they're so unbiased internally they can show other people a real clear true reflection of what's going on
1: i imagine not one type is more superior to another that they each have right. their own virtues and like yep.
0: gifts that they bring okay yeah no okay. one is better than the other it's really all just it, it's really all about just how you do what you do for instance if you're a leader and you're a manifester well then it means kind of like your going to be initiating and leading with your actions all the time. Now, if you're a projector, you're going to kind of hang back and empower other people to do their jobs. So it's it's all about the style of how you do what you do. But
1: I am a manifesting generator. So what does mm-hmm. that mean?
0: Right. So the, the key thing to know about being a manifesting generator, you are, and I'm a manifesting generator too, We are generators, but we basically are under pressure to make it happen now. So to be us is to know that actually we should adopt a strategy of slow and steady wins the race, but we want to make it happen really, really bad right now. And that leads to some mistakes, but it also leads us to the ability to kind of jump ahead a few steps and be a few steps ahead of generators sometimes, which has certain advantages.
1: How do you figure out, Aram, which type you are?
0: Right. So all you really need to do is know the time and place and obviously the date of your birth. That tells you everything. There's several different services uh, you can use. I, I use, and I'm for my clients, I use MyBodyGraph.com because I feel like it's the most comprehensive out there. You basically go to, can go to MyBodyGraph.com or you can do it uh, through my website. And you enter your birth information, and then it spits out what you are.
1: Okay. And some people don't know the time that they were born, but you—that—that yes. that is a pretty essential data point for this, yeah?
0: It is essential to have a completely accurate body graph. There are some people that, you know, um, they may have been born in a country or born at a time when the, when the exact time wasn't recorded. Now, if they know a range, I can kind of see if there's, you know, oh, well, if you were born after 11, then this this switch might be flipped, but it was before that. So a lot of times we can get pretty close
1: so I have to tell you something. I struggle. The thing that, um, that does not appeal to me about astrology is I'm like, are you telling me everybody else born in the same three week period has the same personality that I do? Like, I just just find that very hard to believe, but that's probably because I'm a Leo and I don't want to believe it. But tell me this, does this mean that everybody that was born at the exact same time that I am is like, I'm special just like everybody else. Is that what that means?
0: Yeah, it's a great question. So like, you know, what the, the, you know, if we were going to be really scientific, we, we would look at twin studies of this, right? Because twins are born at almost exactly the same moment and born in the same place. So how come they're not the same person? You know, what's the nature, what's the mm-hmm. nurture, all, all of those questions, right? So human design is your operating manual. It is instructions for how to be your best self. Now, I'll, I'll share you what I believe and what I experience so that it'll frame up your question. So we all have unique bodies. The the DNA that you're writing in right now is 100% unique to you, never existed before in quite that way, okay? And I also believe and I also experience that we are spiritual entities inhabiting those bodies, and I believe that the spirit is also 100% unique. The human design is the code that tunes up that body. So you have sort of two, two parts of yourself that are, diff- that are really different from everyone, your spirit and your body. And the human design is just the coding. It's, it's your operating software.
1: Yeah, one of the things that you said to me was when you talked about this being your personal operating manual and this is where it really started to click with me. And you said, you know, if you're making better decisions that are more self-aware or based on more self-awareness, then you're creating more and more opportunities to get where you want to go and then there's some momentum in the right direction and it become you you're able to manifest much more of your intentional life, your purposeful life, your That's aligned right. life. And I, I you know, that that got my attention. But then when you read my chart to me it honestly it was insane because I mean you had never met me and you were telling me things about myself but you were using language that I found extremely useful so you said things to me like part of your personal destiny is to achieve purpose through self-exploration and personal challenges And Mm. then sharing those with the people in your circle. And I was Mm -hmm. like, "Mm, literally, yes, but, (laughs) but I didn't know that. And I didn't, I couldn't articulate that. And you articulating it back to me was extremely helpful. My favorite thing that you said to me was that I like to create my own problems and then solve them. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, are you following me? So I, again, I'm setting aside the how, like that's, that's level, you know, this is human design 101 that's human design 201 Um, that's not where we are today I want to talk more about the meat like and and what it means and why if you don't mind
0: totally I I think let me let me just offer you one more thing that I think will help people understand you know a lot of people when they come to human design they're kind of like oh it's like Myers-Briggs you know because a lot of people know the Myers-Briggs system what I'd offer is is kind of like this Myers-Briggs is uh, a theory and it's also subjective it means you get to decide what you are because you answer the questions. Mm-hmm. Human design is not subjective. It's objective and it's empirical. It's like, here you go. This is you. And there's a leap of faith you, you might need to take to be open to receiving that. But when you do and you kind of surrender to what you really are, the quality of the information is astounding
1: well when we started you said to me we're going to talk about what is self and not self for you just the concept alone of self and not self was fascinating to me can you overview that before we deep dive into it
0: absolutely so the idea is that there are two ellas there's the ella that's you and when you're her you are totally aligned you're in the zone you get everything you want you don't stutter you say what you mean your mental, your, your mental activity matches your actions, everything is aligned and in flow. And then there's the other Ella called the not-self. And the other Ella who is the not-you behaves like this. She is trying to look for meaning beyond herself by responding to insecurities or false projections in, a, in, a, in an attempt to be something or be what she thinks she needs to be to solve her own insecurities. And what we do is identify those not-self patterns and behaviors, and we cut them out.
1: And are they very different, Aram, for different people?
0: Totally. There's nine different uh, forms that the not-self shows up, and that those align to the nine different chakras. And these manifest as questions that kind of cut right to the heart of issues or insecurities that you may not have even been to articulate previously.
1: Yeah, it was so funny. You said to me, (laughs) one of your not self, and I actually don't know which, I don't know if it's my authority. I don't know what the right term is. Yes, I have it here too. Yeah. Okay. So I think it was when things aren't going right for you, your not self emotion is frustration and you went on to say like uh, the feeling that it's not happening fast enough or other people don't understand and you just and you lean towards frustration and i was like doesn't everybody <laughs> and your whole point right. was no people's people's not self manifests itself in different ways and they have different responses can you yeah. walk us through that just a little bit
0: This phenomenon that you're talking about is the simplest way to identify if you're being you or the not you. And for a generator like us, that theme is frustration. So frustration might mean that you're in your head, you you have some expectations that haven't been met, you're wanting things to happen now and they just haven't materialized. And all of those things are taking you away from being fully present.
1: Yeah. And you said, like, for example, a reflector might feel depressed or disappointed Yes. where I'm sort of fiery and frustrated. And I was like, oh, okay. Not everybody reacts the exact same way I do.
0: (laughs) Yeah. The kind of the easiest one to spot is a manifestor because they're not self often manifests as anger. Now that anger isn't necessarily outward anger. It can be, you know, they can have a tender temper tantrum or want to throw things, but Often that anger is turned in on themselves and that can also turn into depression, can turn into other, other difficult behaviors of sort of self-hatred because they're not allowed to express themselves fully because they don't necessarily, they're, they're not aware of how to use their energy in a way that's most beneficial to them getting what they want.
1: Oh, well, let's go through all of them then. Okay, so the not-self for the manifestor is what you just Mm -hmm. covered. Is the not-self for the generator, the one that we talked about with me, like the frustration? Yes, frustration. Okay, Okay. what is the not-self for the projector?
0: That one's interesting too. That one's bitterness. So this is someone who has made a big effort to help someone or made a commitment to do something, and they haven't been repaid in kind, they haven't been rewarded, or they haven't been recognized for the difficult work that they've done, perhaps interpersonally or in a relationship, so they're bitter.
1: And we did reflector already.
0: Yes, and the reflector you you did accurately too. So this is someone who's lives a very kind of unbiased life, and they like to sample different things. They really, you know, if you're a reflector out there, then your mantra is kind of like this. It's who am I going to be today? And that can result in a lot of disappointment because you have the best of intentions to show people the mirror, to try on different things. And often your approach of just trying things, trying new things, trying new identities out is painful because they don't all, they don't all work. You have to go through a sampling process to find what's right for you ultimately.
1: Well let's flip the coin and let's talk about the signature feeling when things are going well. Hmm. So the manifestor is the manifestor to me conveys like you know like a Steve Jobs type, somebody who would start something massive. Is that a fair archetype? That's the right. manifestor feels like more of a visionary. Is that right?
0: It's not really a visionary. There's there, you know, if you look around sort of popular human design lingo on the internet, a lot of people misinterpret this. Okay. This is not someone who is necessarily has all the answers. This is someone who's an initiator. And when they initiate, it's not always right, but they're the person who wants to go, go, go. They want us to push us into action. They want to lead with their own ideas, and they follow their, their internal compass and internal authority to just go do it. Now, they might fail spectacularly, but it's correct for them to be in action rather than analyzing things, figuring things out, asking everybody what they should do with their life. They should just be doing.
1: Okay, so their gift to the world is that they can initiate action. What is their signature feeling?
0: Their signature feeling is success.
1: So, success for the manifester, and what was the signature feeling for Generator? Usefulness?
0: The signature is satisfaction. It means like, at the end of the day, they're satisfied with a job well done. Generators, our whole mission is to find work that is meaningful for us. If you're doing the right work for you and you're a generator, then you will have tireless energy to create it, to continue working hard on it because your ultimate goal is to kind of see your idea, you know, all the way. You know, for generators, there's a lot of self judgment around, have I done it yet? Is it real? Have I created it?
1: And then what's the signature feeling for projector?
0: Sorry, for the projector, I misspoke, it's success. For the projector, success means that they helped someone out, that okay. they moved something forward.
1: So almost someone else's success is their success.
0: Precisely.
1: How is that different than from the manifestor? It's like their own personal accomplishment. Yeah, so the, so the <laughs>
0: manifestor is kind of really bipolar. Their signature is peace. So, what? Yeah, and, and you know these words that we're talking about now are so simple. That they can be interpreted interpreted in a wide variety of ways people perceive them in different ways but they're still significant the idea is that if you're initiating all the time and you're getting what you want then you feel at peace because your energy you know sort of continues to flow out of you in a productive way if it's not if it's getting blocked if that constant initiation right is getting getting blocked and suppressed that's when the anger happens.
1: Okay, okay, that makes sense to me. Okay, finally, reflector. What is the signature feeling
0: for a reflector? So the signature feeling for a reflector is surprise, which is kind of wild. If you're a reflector, you're trying out a lot of ways of being on the regular basis. It's sort of like the idea that, oh, wow, I discovered the secret to a new mystery. And that surprise, right? is the payoff for you. There's not too many reflectors in my life that I have a really solid relationship with because this is only about 1% of people. And I can say through my work and through my personal life, I know like six. And the, the one thing about them that I'd say that they all have in common is kind of just how even and slow and measured their approach to life is slowing down really works for them because they need to sample, I'm using that word a lot, but they need to basically sample a lot of different data points before they come to their decision or their point of view. But these people with time are incredibly wise.
1: That's definitely not me. All right, so (laughs) we've mentioned this before, but sort of the big main tenets of your body graph are your type, which we've talked a lot about, your strategy, which is how you ought to make decisions. I found that incredibly helpful. Your authority, which is how you access your bodily energy to make decisions, and your profile, which is your combination of conscious and unconscious personality traits. The reason I shared those again, Aram, is because I think it's useful for people to understand what you get out of this. I mean, we can barely scratch the surface. I mean, we aren't even making a mark on the surface (laughs) of this topic, but I wanted, I wanted to sort of paint a picture as to what people can expect because how do you work with people? Like, what does that look Mm -hmm. like when you work with somebody?
0: Totally. So the first thing that I do is something we've already addressed, which is dive right into the not self questions. And the reason I do that is pretty simple. It's kind of like, if I'm gonna give you some amazing new tools to make better decisions, the first thing we have to do is clean the slate. The first thing we have to do is identify the patterns and behaviors that aren't serving you and stop doing those so that you have the room to accept and be open to some new tools. Once we do that, I offer a couple of really cool ideas. You know, one of the first ideas I offer to anyone is this. It's like, what if your body has never actually steered you wrong? What if the feelings in your body are actually always right? And it's your head that's getting in the way. We kind of all know that. You know, when I talk to people about how do you experience emotions? When you experience a gut feeling, what does that feel like? It's all over the map. And a lot of times when people listen to their body, they have a negative reaction. They're like, okay, well, that's a bad sign that I shouldn't do X, Y, or Z. So what human design allows you to do is fully trust the information that's coming through your body. And that's where we kind of begin with strategy and authority. So in our case, and I'll talk about both of us real quick because we have the same strategy and authority, which is as a generator, we're supposed to wait for things to happen so that we can respond to them. So rather than trying to go out there and make it happen as an entrepreneur, and what if all of our best opportunities come to us and then we just respond to them or not? And the way we figure out a yes or a no is actually our emotional intelligence instead of our head. So if you take the time to feel into your emotions about an important upcoming decision, what if your emotions are your guiding force. And that's a crazy idea when we live in a mental culture of mental decision making. But the idea that you can comfortably jump into your body and let your body tell you what to do is the freedom. That's what we're trying to get to. And I wanna train you how to do that.
1: Aram, does it matter what people believe, what belief system they bring to the table?
0: It's a great question. And, you know, from where I sit, I I kind of approach all of my coaching and human design the same way, which is to say this, I don't care if you believe me. I don't care what you believe either. I want to show you some things. I want to show you some tools. You can try them out and see if they work for you.
1: Well, that is exactly what happened with me. And I want someone else to have this experience. So (laughs) I want somebody out there to be able to sit with you for 90 minutes like I did, which was so, it was so powerful because again, it didn't feel like you were trying to tell me things about myself I didn't know. It was more like you were trying to remind me and help me tap in to the sources that can (laughs) remind me who I am so that I can make decisions that are more in alignment with who I am and help me tap into my flow state and help me separate self from not self. And honestly, it's just given me a different perspective, which I love. I love putting all these tools in my toolkit and then Seeing which ones I can actually use. And that's what I would encourage everybody else to do, right? Is like totally. try this stuff on and, and wear what fits to mix my metaphors as I, as I, that's great. Use.
0: Yeah. You know, what you, what you reminded me of right there is to remind people of this. It's kind of like if you've been successful at something, you may be pretty good at an intuitive process for how you do what you do. If that's the case and you're already pretty good intuitively, Human design will decode your intuition so that you can access that unconscious, amazing process of being you consciously. It'll give you a way to be that super person that you are in a repeatable way. You're going to immediately recognize this as, oh, wait, this is how I do it when I'm really in the zone.
1: Decode
0: your intuition. Okay.
1: All right. Can we, don't shoot me. Can we give a session away?
0: Yes, I'd love to.
1: Oh, I would love to do that. Okay, I will figure out how.
0: <laughs> we'll, we'll collect some emails or Instagram follows or something like that. And yeah, I would love to give away uh, a free 90-minute session with me.
1: Okay, guys, stick around at the end of the show, I'll tell you how and then of course, I'll put it in the show notes. So I'll link to that as well. Um, Aram, I'm going to link to everything you're doing. I'm going to link to this brilliant article that you wrote that gives a real overview, like again, human design 101 for people who we've piqued their interest and anyone can plug in the data that you mentioned before, and find out you know, get sort of a basic reading. But the reason I think having a coach is so incredibly impactful is because it's kind of complicated. Like it's really multifactorial, as you said, and you wouldn't be getting one one hundredth of the intel if you were just to do it on your own with no one helping you interpret it. So I just I got so much out of our session, Aram, that I'm so, so happy that we can give away a session so somebody else can have that experience. Thank you so much. Tell everybody where they can find you. But as per usual, I will link to everything. But where's your home on the internet?
0: Yeah, the easiest place to find me is aramarya.org. So it's my name, dot o r g. Thank you.
1: All right, sir. Thank you so much for your time. I can't wait for somebody to have a session with you. That's going to be super fun. All right, everybody. I'll tell you how. Stick around. Bye, Aram. Bye-bye. Okay, it's happening. We have a giveaway for a free session and a discount code for everyone who doesn't get the freebie. This is what you get. You get a free human design body math and a 90-minute session with Aram. I think all in, that's like $315 or something. And you can win this session if you are anywhere in the world that has internet access. That's all you need is internet access and your birth date, time, and location. Or getting as close as possible to the time. You heard him. That will work as well. Aram said that we can give a 10% discount code to anyone else from now until the end of September 30th, 2020. So that's a $30 savings if you mention Ella. So that way more than one person benefits. If you don't win, you can use the discount code and save $30. Here's how to qualify to win. Two ways. One, send me a screenshot of your iTunes review or tag me in a share on social media. So share the show with your people, with your friends, with your family, anyone you think would genuinely benefit, okay? You can do that by screenshotting your favorite episode or sharing something that you've picked up from the show in any way that feels authentic to you, okay? But let's keep it really simple. Send me a screenshot of your iTunes review or tag me in your share on social, okay? And that enters your name as many times as you want to do it, by the way. Okay, so how do you send that to me? You can either email it to me at ella at onairella.com or you can send it to me via Instagram direct message. You know you don't need to remember any of this. I will link to absolutely everything. I'll make it really, really easy. Just look at the show description for this episode or go to onairella.com for the show notes. But that is any iTunes review or tagging me in your share on social media gets you an entry and you can win an over $300 body map and session with Aram. Okay. I hope that helps. I'll put all the details in the show notes. See ya. Okay. Bye for now. Tell me what you think about this episode. Find me on Instagram at onairwithella. with Ella. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear your thoughts about today's show and tell me what you want more of. All right. You can do See ya.